Welcome back, mother lovers, to another episode of Last Call at McLaren's The How I Met Your Mother podcast. I am Josh here with my best bud, John. How's it going, man? You excited to talk? I mean, I'm always excited to talk. <laughs> I'm even more excited when I get to talk about How I Met Your Mother. And I am the most excited when I get to talk about wrestling. But since this is second in command, then here we go. Can't wait till we get to a little robots versus wrestlers. Then it gets a combined. Oh my God. I have so many things I want to talk about on that episode. But that's not where we are today, folks. Today we are on season one, episode 18. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. And a uh, motto that I have adopted from this show. I mean, there's been some interesting things that have happened after 2 a.m., but for the most part... one good thing that's ever happened to us after 2 a.m. We did meet a drunk Marine once. We also sold him a cat that wasn't ours. That's very true. I mean, I don't think he ever gave us any money. I think we just gave him a cat. Okay, so we gave him a cat. I mean... Hey, (laughs) you know... Josh gave him a dollar. (laughs) Hey, I thought he'd go away. I don't know. You know how it goes. But, uh, yeah, so this, uh, this episode... Is the continuation of the previous one that we that we did. Yes. Um, it it's it's not the first time we've had a, essentially a two part episode because that happened with uh, was the wedding and and drum roll uh, drum roll please. Um, but they're doing it again here, but this one is a lot more in the serious tone. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's it really hits that dramatic the, the dramatic beats uh, and ends real somber. But uh, we'll get into all of that. As we talk, uh, this episode aired April 10th of 2006. So they took a three week break here between the previous episode and this one, uh, you know, like making us just sweat it out to find out what the hell uh, Ted was going to do. Well, I mean, it know? makes sense too. We're almost at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's getting close and, uh, they really want to. They want to milk people's emotions at this point. They want to oh, make yeah. you. They want to make you want it. Uh, so this episode uh, directed again, obviously by Pamela Fryman, and Woo-hoo. written written again uh, by Craig Thomas and Carter Bays. Uh, they did the previous episode, which makes sense. You know, they're continuing this specific story uh, as they go through. And the summary for this episode: Convinced Victoria is about to dump him. Ted accepts an invitation to a late night rendezvous with Robin, who has a rough day at work. Meanwhile, Lily, Barney, and Marshall party with Korean Elvis. That's right. I feel like, though, that is a cop out in the synopsis for this episode. Hey, man, you can talk. You can talk to the How I Met Your Mother fandom wiki about that. I'm going to. Robin (laughs) has had worse days at work than this. That's true, man. Uh, She did land horseshit. Let's say she did land face first in some horseshit. So, and uh, she didn't go off and try to fuck Ted at that point. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But she she did get some shiny nipples. Shiny nickels. Shiny nickels. <laughs> uh, so we actually start this episode with a previously on something that we have never seen before and something yeah. that we never see again. It's the one and only time that this is ever used throughout the show, which I thought was interesting. Uh, not 100% sure why it was never used again, but because I kind of I kind of like this. Cause I kind of like it, you know, you, you have this, this two parter and it's almost, honestly, you almost kind of, 
feel like something like the wedding drum roll please could have used that you know what i mean because they yeah. i'm pretty sure they took like a two three week break between those episodes as well i think so and so you know a previously on i think would have would have helped with that and i thought it, it, was, it was nice here because it didn't just it didn't just tell you what happened in that previous episode it kind of t- detailed what was going on leading up to it with uh ted and victoria you know and yeah. all that stuff yeah. so which which i really i really liked uh so future ted tells his kids uh about the stupidest thing that he's ever done he shares a piece of advice from his mother nothing good ever happens after 2 a.m yep and this is where it all just just kind of blossoms from uh we pick up right uh with that final scene from the previous episode with Robin calling Ted, asking him to come over. Uh, we then backtrack 20 hours, uh, and we get this upbeat kind of montage of Robin. Uh, she's waking up for the day. You know, it's bright. It's vibrant. She's happy. She's uh, she's kind of getting ready, brushing her teeth. See all her dogs are there, her five dogs, hanging around the apartment. So things are good for her right here at the beginning, 20 hours ago. We then flash over to Lily's classroom. Uh, and it is career day, uh, and this is what Robin was getting ready for. Uh, she was heading out to uh, be part of this career day for Lily's class. Uh, you know, talking about being a reporter. And as she's finishing up talking uh, about being a reporter, uh, we see that Barney's also there. Not the purple one. Yeah, I love that because, like, like John said here, you know, if you look on the chalkboard, it tells you everyone who's there. It says. Uh, it says career day with it says a doctor, a fireman, a reporter, and then it says Barney. And in in parentheses, not the purple one, uh, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Uh, kids, I don't know if if, if uh, Barney the dinosaur is still a thing. I'll be totally it honest. Is. But uh, if you don't know, this was a children's program with a large purple dinosaur. There it is. Two smaller dinosaur friends named Bebop and um, not Rocksteady. It was Bebop and, <laughs> and something else. BJ, BJ, BJ and, uh, Baby Bop, not Bebop. Hey, yeah, Baby Bop and uh, and BJ. That, that sounds about right. Uh. <laughs> like I'm like Bebop. I'm like that's not right. And then you get kids running around, be like, I love BJ. <laughs> <laughs> and then they may have been like, Ooh, that was a bad idea. But uh, that's that's something for a different podcast. I'm just saying. Me and John, we're going to start our new new show, the Barney the Dinosaur Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't easy being purple. That's the name of the show. Fair there, enough. There it is. There it is. Uh, so after Robin is done, uh, kind of giving her a little spiel, uh, <laughs> a little girl raises her hand. She has a question. She asks her, uh, does she have a fiance? Because apparently Marshall was there uh, the previous day. Yeah, and they, they learned the word fiance. Yeah, they, they learned the word fiance. Uh, Robin says no, but that she has five dogs, you know, because, you know, that that's, you know, a substitution. Sure. Uh, then the girl asks uh, if she gets lonely and Robin's like, no, I have five dogs. Which I thought was a great comeback to that. Yeah. He's like, I got five dogs. And the little girl's like, well, don't you get lonely? I have five dogs. I like, have five dogs. Like, what the fuck you asking me this question? Well, girl, you ever had one dog? Do you know what taking care of one dog's like? <laughs> Multiply that by five, bitch. It's true. It's true. Apparently, I was listening to the audio commentary. The the little Chihuahua, 
apparently uh, got replaced from the original Chihuahua that was in the pilot episode because oh, really? because that first Chihuahua was apparently like real like I don't want to say aggressive but like hard to control I guess Aww. yeah Poor so Chihuahua. so they had to they had to apparently replace it with a different Chihuahua so uh, and, and <laughs> there's a scene later on where uh, I think it's later on. Where all the she yes because uh, is where all the dog where she's sitting on the couch and all the dogs are kind of like around her and then yeah. Chihuahua climbs like onto her shoulder and down apparently that that scene like that shot took like seventeen takes to get <laughs> to get the dog to do exactly like, just just right just what they wanted it to do which I thought was really uh, kind of funny um, so uh, then Robin gets a, a bit testy with this girl uh, after she compares her to her cat lady grandma, uh, which was funny. And it's, it's obvious to me that it's, it's less about the idea of being like that type of person. And it's more about the cats because Robin is so anti-cat. She is anti-cat. You know? And I mean, we get that a couple episodes ago with, with uh, her and Victoria and talking about the whole cat thing, whatever. We kind of see that, uh, that kind of almost hatred of, of cats and cat people. Uh, so I, th- I think that's more so what set her off was the yeah. idea of being a, a cat lady as opposed Probably. to anything else, to be honest with you. Uh, then we get a little boy who uh, asks a question. Uh, he asks Robin if she's a lesbian. And then Robin just goes off. Are you a lesbian? I mean, like, Robin, th- this kid, th- they're kindergartners, Robin. What are you doing? They're like five. Come on. <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to make the present to teach a couple kids, you know. <laughs> shut it down. Just shut it down, kids. Shut it down. Are you saying we should delete this conversation? <laughs> yes, I think okay. I think so. <laughs> uh, so then she goes and she sits down. Uh, and Barney starts kind of like mocking her. Uh, before I mean, she... it's an easy situation to mock. Dude, it is. If he didn't, I'd be like, dude, what's wrong with Barney? <laughs> like, perfect opportunity. Yeah, uh, and then he gets it's his turn to talk. Uh, so Lily, uh, you know, he gets up and Lily's like, "What? I don't even know what you do," which I'm pretty has come up before. Yeah, uh, in a previous episode, and he gives his patented "please" answer, Please. which I love. Uh, and then instead of kind of going into what he does for a career, he starts doing magic for the kids, which I thought was great. Uh, and on the on the the commentary, the DVD commentary, they were talking about this. Apparently, it was it was Neil Patrick Harris who brought magic to Barney. Like it wasn't part of the scripts or something. Like it wasn't something that they were like, "We want this character to also be a magician." This was something that Neil Patrick Harris brought to the character. I mean, that's and it's kind of funny though because if you really think about what Barney does, he is kind of a magician. It's yeah. a sleight of hand. Uh-huh. You're looking here, and something else is going on here. Absolutely, man. That's a so, perfect, perfect in a analogy. form. Barney is a magician. Oh yeah, I think that's a that's a perfect analogy just, for him. He just happens to have this burning, <clears throat> burning. Just I can't make shit fire from my hands. But I was gonna be like, <laughs> dude, really if you had, if if you're sitting here and you had some fucking flash paper and you pulled that shit off, I'd have been like, I'd be like, okay, we're done, guys. That's the episode. <laughs> Catch you next time. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that in mind for one of the next episodes when like he does that. I'll have a little pizza. Either that or I'll do my old school um 
hand sanitizer and lighter trick. <laughs> and then and all of a sudden, you, you like set your yourself on fire and you're running around. And I'm like, um, so let's just keep talking about the episode, folks. <laughs> Stop, drop, and roll, John. You know, when you get taught that as a kid, speaking of kindergartners, when you get taught that as a kid in kindergarten, you think that that's going to play a much bigger part in your adult life. <laughs> it's very true. I don't, quicksand. I've never been set on fire, so I've never had to do that. But I guess it's good information to have. I always got set on fire once. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll say I'm not over there. <laughs> over there is a, a wall. That has uh, some movies and, and a picture, but definitely not me. Definitely not me. All right. <laughs> so uh, we then flash over to Metro News One, and I'll be honest: um, some of the cuts here are real abrupt during yeah. this this during this like uh, a day in the life of Robin sequence. Because she's you know you're 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 in the classroom. Barney does a magic trick, and then boom, cut, and she's somewhere else. She's not. She's it's boom a different part of her day. And I get what they were doing. It's just, I don't know. It just felt real awkwardly abrupt. Yeah. Uh, and it, it happened a couple of times uh, during this this portion of it. Um, but like I said, we, uh, we're over in Metro News 1. She's getting ready for a broadcast. And uh, this is the scene that we get uh, in the other episode uh, from the other side uh, where Ted calls Robin freaking out because Victoria hasn't called him yet. Uh, but now we're just kind of seeing it from her side. Uh, and we get our first appearance of Sandy Rivers. Sandy! We we heard his name before, but now we finally get to see him. We get to meet him. It's Alexis Denisoff. Uh, for those of you who watched Angel, he played Wesley on that. Uh, he's also uh, married to Allison Hannigan, which I thought oh, was, was interesting. Oh, Wesley. <laughs> I kind of love Sandy Rivers. He's He's a funny character. You know? He grows on me after a while, yeah. but I don't like him as much as I like a future co-host of Robin's one, Don. Don, yes, I like Don. But I was wondering if you were going to say the other guy was it uh, Clint or Cliff or Chatter? I don't even fucking remember his name. The the doofy guy. There's another guy. Not not there Don. Is another guy. Because Robin because Clint- Robin dates him, and I don't remember what his name is. Well, Clint is the one who ends up with uh, Ted's mom. Oh yeah, 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 and the dragon. And me. <laughs> but yes, there, there is, there is another guy. But anyways, uh, so and then There's always another guy. This is the other abrupt cut where it just cuts to the end of like after the broadcast. Yeah. You know? But but again, I understand what they're doing because it's not they're not trying to do a whole episode about the day of Robin. They're just trying to catch us up of what happened so that they oh, can move on. You could transition it a little bit nicer than like snap yeah. cuts. Yeah, you would think so. I don't know if there was other footage that got cut, and so like it just seems abrupt. I don't know, but uh, it, it it just that's unfortunately the way the way it wound up being. Um, and so, like I said, it's after the broadcast. We got uh, Sandy Rivers, Robin there, and uh, he asks her if she has a boyfriend. Because she had been on the phone with Ted, and so he was he was curious. And then, uh, you know, after she kind of starts kind of rambling, explaining what's going on, he just asks her, "Hey, you want to have sex?" Just all nonchalant, you know. I mean, that's the that's the going for the gold right there of asking yeah. people. Yeah, he's like, you know, 
I don't, we, you know, I don't want to be involved. It's just sex. You know, we could have some fun together. That's it. Well, it makes you me know? laugh because when he asked her if she has a boyfriend, she's like, that's the second time I've been asked that question today. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. I mean, technically the kid said fiance, Robin, just saying. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> just saying. Um, <laughs> but uh, he even gives her uh, his phone number, which uh, that, that comes up in the next episode um because the next episode is marry the paralegal yes and so her having his number comes back because i'm watching this and i'm like they don't even do anything with that it's so random because like they could have played with that if we didn't already know that she had called ted at the end of the episode of last episode because they could have played it like oh is she calling sandy True. You know, oh, who knows? And then, oh shit, it's actually Ted. Okay, but so there, there's like, as far as just this episode goes, like in its own bubble, it it doesn't seem to make any sense to include that. That little, here's my number. Call me. You know what I mean? Um, but it it winds up coming back in 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 the next episode, which uh, which hey, you know, this show is full of stuff like that. You That's know, true. Well, I mean, laying seeds of things all over. They're the place. very good at like sometimes they'll be like, "Here's where the current timeline is," but they're going to tell you the story that happened a year in advance to go back six days prior to the current timeline, but then somehow finish a day and a half ahead of where your current timeline is, and it's going to run into itself. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I would not want to be the person who was trying to keep track of all that shit. Like, like for instance, the story of the goat. Oh, yeah. Like when he introduces the goat, he's like, wait a second. That wasn't that birthday. I'm yeah. on the wrong birthday. Yeah. And like, so we know about the goat, but that's technically a year in advance. Yeah. And I, I believe it comes up at one other point where he's like, but I'll get to that. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, fucking tell us about the goat then. Yeah, they really kept us in suspense on that goat story. Like, really? For that whole year. Goats. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, so then Robin goes home, and uh, at this point, the tone of, of the, this entire scene has completely changed from the beginning of this flashback, uh, from the beginning of this whole day in the life oh, of, yeah. of Robin thing. Whereas, like I said, you know, at the beginning, it was real kind of bright and vibrant, and, and it had like this upbeat kind of fun music that was playing throughout it. Uh, and now we got this real kind of like sad and melancholy real dark and moody lighting uh this just like somber music going on uh, it, was, it was a great contrast for how her day started to how her day ended and that's all i mean that's all the director right there that's pamela fryman doing doing a fucking amazing job shout out to pamela fucking fryman over here killing it on this fucking show not many not give any throw out there to the cinematographer I mean, I don't know his name, so do you have a name? I don't have a name, so. <laughs> I'm going to get it for the next episode. Do it. Gonna it's not going to do you any good if it's a different <laughs> cinematographer. I. It's probably not. It's probably the same guy all the way around. I have no idea. Or girl. Could be. I have no idea. I didn't, uh, I didn't look that far ahead. I only looked at the director and the writer. And that's what I will continue to do. So there. <laughs> uh we then catch back up uh, uh to the to the end to, well, i should say to the beginning of this episode to the end of the last episode where robin uh is calling ted 
to ask him to come over. Uh, she and, says, what? Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to keep going. She says that she has a new juicer and she wants to try that shit out, John. And right there, this is where even without the, Ted's, uh, he said, grandma, mom, mom, his mother his, told him his, never. His, his mom. Yeah. Okay. That whole thing aside, you have a fucking girlfriend. Yep. Somebody calls you this early in the morning, and I'm saying early in the morning because I'm not saying late at night. You do not fucking go over there. Like, Robin is a horrible friend right now for even putting Ted in this situation, and Ted is a dumb motherfucker for allowing it to happen. Dude, she's been, she's been, it's been leading this. You've been seeing these breadcrumbs from Robin throughout the last several episodes, you know? Oh, like, I know. You know, just like her poking at Victoria and being a bitch and all that towards her and all this stuff. And she finally just picks up the phone and calls Ted, but she doesn't have a plan in her head because he's like, what's up? And she looks around her apartment, spots the juicer. And that's instantly what her story becomes. And I mean, and that's the thing. And like, Ted's like, Oh, juice. I like juice. Yeah. And And Oh my God. Throughout this whole fucking episode, Ted is just so fucking desperately trying to justify to himself what he's about to do. Yeah. And like it's like, you shouldn't have to try that hard, dude. Now, here's the thing, though. Okay, so hypothetically, because I know, like, we like to talk about what's happening in the show, but I'm going to I'm gonna say what I got while it's here in my mind. Yeah. So, hypothetically speaking, Ted's already went over the email. He knows that the phone call is coming. He thinks she's going to break up with him. But they're yes. still together. Yes. Therefore, this is where this makes Ted trash. Now, if you think that is what's going to happen, I don't care if it's over a voicemail. I don't care if it's you get her live. You call her right in front of Robin and you go, we're done. Then you've got the clarity to be like, okay, I just broke up with her. Let's do whatever. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, it's like, are you telling me she doesn't have like voicemail on her phone? Right, like you could have emailed her if you re- if if this was really the thing, you know, like he could have done it any number of ways. There's a bunch mm. of different ways it could have been done. Dude, motherfucker broke up with a girl twice on her fucking birthday. He could have sent an email. I'm just saying. She learned Krav Maga. He did. She fucking did learn learn Krav Maga and whooped his ass. <laughs> whooped his ass. <laughs> but yeah, it's like just. If you don't know what we're talking about, you go back and watch that episode again. Hells yeah, go watch that episode. But uh, yeah, Ted, like I said, just just so desperately trying to justify everything that he's about to do. Um, he takes a, a cab ride over to Robin's house, and he's this is what he's doing the whole time. And he even starts seeing like a, a, a subconscious manifestation of Victoria. Yeah, uh, I kind of, I kind of likened it to. I call it in my head as I was watching. It, I was like, "It's like how I met your Fight Club." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It made me chuckle while when I said it. So uh, he's just he keeps seeing Victoria in this point as the, the the cab driver, and it's obvious he's he's just talking in his head to her uh, because the cab driver is not reacting at all to what you know. It's not like he's talking out loud. Some, sometimes I wish they would say something out loud because it would make it better. The cab driver's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like, what are you saying? <laughs> like that would be uh, that would be pretty uh, pretty funny. Um, but as he's going, Ted decides he needs a second opinion. 
and he calls Marshall. And this smart, is smart person to call. Very, very true. Uh, and this is something I love because Marshall, Lily, and Barney are still at the karaoke club from the previous episode. Yes, because it's that same well, night. You notice though that at this point, Bilson and yeah, Blomman uh, have left. Yeah, because yeah, they're nowhere around. I mean, I feel like it makes sense. You know, Marshall, he's off. You know, singing with Lily, True. and you know, it, instead of broing out with them, they're probably like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna head out. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if that was the case. Um, but yeah, they're gone. And but yeah, Lily and, and them. It was just weird because we talked about how weird it was seeing them in a different bar. And like so, like coming into this episode, a second episode, seeing them still at this bar, it was still, still weird. That bar, yeah. yeah, it was still really, really freaking weird. Um, and Ted, so Ted explains to Marshall what he's you know about to do. Marshall said he needs to call him back. Because he needs to confer with Lily about this. Uh, and he kind of coyly starts uh, trying to explain to Lily, you know, kind of like there's a situation. Uh, and then Barney just blurts out, oh, you know, the, the thing about Robin being in love with Ted. <laughs> and Marshall apparently had no idea that he knew. And he was the only one that Robin didn't tell. Uh, and this, uh, according to Barney, is because he and Robin are better friends than, than I mean- she and Marshall. I will say this. I don't think that that's not true. Yeah, I do think, especially after what happened with the Battleship episode. Yeah. I think they got a lot closer. So, and obviously she and, and Lily are really close. Well, and that's the thing, though. Her and Marsha are only close because of Lily. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. The best friends in this entire show can arguably, arguably be said to be uh, Lillian Robin. Yeah. Or Ted and Marshall. Yeah. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. Barney fits in really well with the I mean, Ted is Barney's best friend. Yes. But Marshall is Ted's best friend. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I think is funny. Because Marshall will be like, I'm Ted's best friend. And Barney's like, I'm Ted's best friend. Yeah. Yeah, And that that kind of comes up, that kind of thing. Because Marshall says, he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm better friends with Ted. Yeah. And he's like, no, you're not. And they just start having this fucking screaming fight, knocking chairs over and shit, getting each, in each other's face. And what I found hilarious, uh, did you catch any of the stuff that were that was said in that screaming match? No. Okay, so there's one line that Marshall says specifically that they brought up in the uh, the DVD commentary. Marshall, it's like the last, one of the last lines that he says, he says, I used to box in the army. And apparently Jason Siegel ad-libbed that line. <laughs> and so Carter Bays and Craig Thomas, they were the ones doing the, the commentary on the episode. They're like, thanks, Jason. Now we have to put that in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> now Marshall's been boxed in the army. <laughs> but I mean, like... And honestly, the way I look at it, I'm just like, it's just Marshall kind of trying to pump himself up in that. You know what I mean? He's not. I was going to say, he says shit all the time that isn't true, though. So it's yeah. just one of those Marshall moments. It's just him trying to, like, almost, like, intimidate Barney. Yeah. yeah. I boxed in the army. <laughs> boxed in the army. I'm like, okay. Next time I get into a screaming match with you, I'm putting that in there somewhere. <laughs> Dude, that would like, be. Yeah, what boxed in the army? That would be hilarious, man. Uh, I, 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 That would probably end the fight because I would probably start laughing. Too. I'd be totally honest. I would probably start laughing too hard. Uh, I, I don't think I could keep going. Uh, so then we're back in the cab. 
Ted tries calling Victoria again. Now it is like two 30. Uh, and I believe I'm pretty sure Germany is like, I want to say like seven or eight hours. I, was say, I think the last head like seven. Yeah. And so that would be like nine 30 in the morning. And she was supposed to call. She says she's going to call at what? 11. Yeah. That's what she tells Ted. So either she it, it's two hour almost two hours before she's supposed to call because she's calling it her time, which it's very possible because like let's say it's eight hours. I, I don't know. I'd have to check, but let's say it was eight hours. That would mean it's like ten thirty at her time, and it takes about a half hour in, in within the episode, like time frame wise, before she actually calls. Yeah. So maybe she was saying. 11 o'clock her time. Maybe. And so Ted's over here freaking out because she's not calling when she says she's supposed to call and all this other shit. And maybe she was asleep because maybe. 11 o'clock, it would have been like seven o'clock in the morning. So maybe she was still asleep. Maybe. She was going to call, you know, so he was just going to have to stay up. Cause I mean, she knows that they like to just hang out at the bar. Which is true, you know, because we we see later on they they go to fucking McLaren's after the karaoke bar, and it's like three in the morning. Yeah, you know, and so like they would have obviously still been awake when she called, and I think she would have known that probably. So I'm thinking that she meant she was going to call Germany time, eleven o'clock, eleven a.m. That's my. I don't know if that's if that's true. That's just what I think because it kind of lines up. You know what I mean? Fair. Yeah. So. That's uh that's a good uh, play by play right there. Yeah, you know, that's a it's just a thought here. And then Ted, you know, obviously Ted being Ted, not v- verifying, he could have sent an email like, okay, do, uh, do you mean New York time or Germany time? Well, and, th- and that's the thing, without verification of what time it is, Ted became a real <laughs> anal asshole about like she hadn't called. Yes, he I did. mean it's, it's partially your responsibility when you're on the phone with somebody. If I say now, let me mind you, me and you were in the same time zone, but I work a different working shift than most yeah. people. Yeah. So if I say, yo, Josh, I'm going to call you at 7. Now, you know me. I got out of work at 7, and usually I'm waking up around 7. So you're probably going to ask me which 7 I'm calling you at. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> like, it could be either. It could be either. Uh, but, yeah, that's just, you know, it's. I feel like it's just Ted looking for any excuse you know oh it's absolutely an excuse and which yeah. and that that goes back into this whole i don't want to get too much into it cuz i'm i'm going to heat myself up about it but yeah. in this episode ted is a real fucking piece of shit no yeah absolutely 100% this is one of one of the worst time, you know like moments for ted oh yeah this in, is in this and, and this is series debatable might be his worst moment. It might be. Uh, we'll see as we go through this show. Uh, we might find something else. We'll have to keep track of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because this is yeah. pretty bad. This is pretty fucked up. It's pretty bad on Robin's part, too. You know what I mean? No, like, it's worse on Robin's they're, they're both real shitty people in this episode. Oh, yeah. Like, real shitty people. That's that's undebatable. It, to, to, the, to, to the level that's like, they almost just do deserve each other. You know what I mean? 
because how shitty they of people they are. It's like other people really don't like Tracy doesn't deserve Ted. I should say it the other way around. Ted didn't deserve Tracy. No. You know what I mean? Like he, like no offense to Ted. I know he grows throughout the series, but still. Well, and like the thing that's really shitty is I mean like I it's it's shitty because we're we're wow, we're shitting on Ted at this point. But in all fairness, there is other shit going on in Germany at this point that we are unaware of. That is true. Victoria is not uh not innocent in in this situation. So I mean it's 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 I do believe that she was planning to break up. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. After not we, even a bit. After we learned the stuff that was kind of brewing in the background for bubbling. her. Yeah, bubbling, which we find out way later on. But uh yeah, I think I think it was gonna I think that's what I do believe that Ted was right in what he thought was gonna happen, but what he did after that was yeah. not. So uh so yeah, after he uh he fails to get a hold of Victoria. Uh, Marshall calls back, uh, and, he, and Marshall comes up with this like excuse about an acid truck spilling over near Robin's yeah. place to try to get him to just go home. Uh, and he and he he kind of quotes Ted's mom, you know, the whole you know nothing, you know, like your mom always said, man, nothing good happens after two a.m. I like to keep bringing it up, you know. It, they're trying to really nail that home because I mean, of what is happening throughout. It's, the and it's a good point by my by Marshall at this point to be like, this is what your mother said. Listen yeah. to your mother. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and to me, it seems like sense. it seems like it's getting drove ho- uh, home real hard because future Ted is telling his kids this story. Yeah. And he's trying to drive that that home for it for his kids. Oh, yeah. You know, so I, I feel like that could be part of it, too. But I mean, like, it's one of those things. The moms are intuitive <clears throat> like that. Like, if yeah. your mom tells you something, I don't give a shit if it's the most childish thing you think you've ever heard. You fucking listen to your mom. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Seriously, Ted. Unless she tells you the earth is flat, and then ignore your mom. But that's true. But that's a whole different podcast that will also be explained in the Barney the Dinosaur <laughs> podcast. It ain't easy being purple. <laughs> Little did you know, folks. Barney the Dinosaur, flat earther. Who knew? <laughs> Uh, oh shit anyways uh so ted again <laughs> desperately trying to convince marshall and himself that what he's doing uh is real innocent it's just about juice with friends man it's just juice we're friends you know but deep down we all know it's not oh it, yeah dude, it ain't fucking stupid. like the f- <laughs> the juicer is robin's vagina and the f- the fruit and vegetables is ted's penis and it's just they're gonna make some juice together. My hammer is the penis. It's true. It is. It is the penis, <laughs> and it is the hammer. Uh, and then Ted tell uh, says that Robin doesn't even like him like that, you know. So it's like it's never gonna happen, anyways. And then fucking Lily. Oh, I know. I'm just like, why don't you just stay the fuck out of it, Lily? She grabs the fucking phone. It's like she does. She likes you, man. It's like. What are you fucking, what did you think? What did she think was going to happen with that fucking information? I don't understand. And that's like, in in reference to a side version of that, that's like having a suicidal man on the edge of a fucking ledge. And he's like, you know, you got someone on the ground, they're like, I really love you, man. Get off the edge of the building. And somebody busts through the door and they're like, 
I fucking hate you, you scum. Do it. And the guy's like, okay. No, like legit. Like, I, I think that's actually a legit analogy for it because she re- she did. She drove him off the edge. So fucking bad. Because there was no way with that knowledge he was because like he was teetering. Oh, and he was starting yeah. to lean toward, you know, oh, maybe I shouldn't. She doesn't even like me like that. Maybe I shouldn't. But then as soon as she says that, he's like, wait, she does? What? 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 Okay, we're going to fuck. That's oh, exactly yeah. that's exactly and, what and that's happened. that's it. Like, essentially, in Ted's mind, you can take any of the fucking sex scenes from Zack and Mary Megaporno <laughs> and interject it here. Yeah. It's like, I have a delivery of cream. For you, <laughs> it's true, man. <laughs> what us fuck? <laughs> uh, yes, R- Rothless Burger. Yeah, <laughs> nice kitty. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote in my notes here after the whole, you know, Lily tells him this. I wrote, she chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, perfect future reference to the show. For those of you who have seen it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> so both Barney and Marshall just like are like, what the fuck are you doing, Lily? Like, yeah. this is a terrible idea. Why did you do that? And, and for Barney to think it's a bad idea. Yeah. That, just that's, saying. Barney uh, yeah. would typically be like, Ted's going to go fuck somebody? High five. Yeah, but like, oh yeah, you just did it. Yeah. Bam. Nah. And Terrible idea. The fact of the matter being that Ted went through all this shit for Robin at the beginning of the show. It didn't happen. He tried moving on like a couple times by this point, mm-hmm. and it's pedaling back to Robin. And I'm like, mm. Yeah. And I mean, Ted, he comes up with all these excuses. He's like, Oh, Victoria's she's 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 great and all, but it's Robin. It's like, wow, dude. Yeah, like that's fucked. Like up. Yeah. Some of the excuses that he comes up with, like, oh, but she's all the way over the sea. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like first off, yeah. If you were to do the tail of the tape, Victoria's hotter. Yeah. Like no fucking doubt, Victoria's hotter. Victoria wants kids. Victoria can bake. She has her own business. Yeah, she's self-sufficient. Uh, yeah. She's not a gun nut, which <laughs> I mean that that is what it is, okay? Time, <laughs> I don't think know, I don't think at this stage that Rob, like we don't know that Robin's a gun nut yet. True, we don't. Yeah. He's not a reporter who falls in horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> It's too early to make this joke as well, but she's not a Canadian pop star. That's true. But hey, maybe that's a plus. I don't know. I don't know, man. Alanis Morissette was a Canadian pop star before becoming the Alanis Morissette we all know and love. Well, she was also on You Can't Say That on Television. but That's true. That's true. And I I love that show. (laughs) And I didn't even live in Canada. I'm just saying. It was good stuff. You guys have much music? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you guys have much music down here. Uh, so uh, Ted finally gets to Robbins. Uh, you know, he gets out of the cab, gets to, starts to head up the stairs. Then uh, Victoria pops up again. You know, from inside his head. You know, uh, that doesn't last very long. He gives some shitty excuse, like always. 
heads on up to Robbins there. And he has a whole fucking bag full of, I'm assuming both fruits and vegetables. Cause I feel like it would be dumb, even though I think he only like mentions vegetables. I think he says like carrots and beets when he's up there. But like that'd be stupid if he. I'm pretty only sure those you can also see celery sticking up out of the bag. Maybe, but I'm just like I, I understand it's New York City, but can you really get a whole bag of fucking produce at 3 a.m.? Like that's wild to me. The way I, I was thinking of it was they probably got like a a Tops or a Wegmans, possibly a Walmart or something. And most know. of those are 24 hours establishments. Remember, this was 2006. They weren't, True. but our Walmart was. I don't think it was. Because, I mean, I worked there in, like, 2003, and they definitely weren't. And I don't think oh. it was that soon after. I mean, it might have happened know, that maybe. soon after. But uh, I don't know. It just it seemed – I don't think that there's any big box stores it, within the city limits. I don't like know. That. Maybe it was one of those, like, side-of-the-road selling – who, why, are you, why are you pulling like Because it's 3 a.m., man. Well, two, I think it's like It's Ted trying to fuck Robin. It would be more believable to me if he went, if he packed up some, uh, they showed him like pull out a paper bag from the, from their apartment and like open his fridge and then they sure. cut, and then they kind of cut to something else. And then I'd be like, oh, he must've been putting shit in the bag. Okay. Then I would have believed it. They could have gave me that five seconds. And I would have not been having this conversation right now with you. It would have been funnier later on, though, if, like, Marshall's in the fridge. He's like, where are my beats, Lily? <laughs> Dude, that would have been perfect. I would have fucking loved that. Uh, so he get he gets up to the to Robin's apartment. They start talking. You know, Robin had a had a rough day, and she, she just wanted to see him. She He was the guy that she, she wanted to see. Uh, and she asks, uh, you know, how the call with Victoria went. Because as far as she knew... She Victoria was supposed to call Ted and, and, and all that stuff. And Ted flat out fucking lies to her, says that they talked and Victoria broke up with him. And they this is the biggest fucking dick move from Ted, I think, in this whole fucking episode. Because not only did he lie to her, he played himself as the fucking victim. Oh, yeah. Saying that Victoria broke up with him. He didn't say we broke up which makes it sound kind of mutual. No, he fucking, he plays the victim to get her to, to get a feel for him. And I'm like, that's fuck you, Ted. That's so, that's the lowest, the low that you could go on that one. Yeah. Like this is that point where I'm like, I kind of hate Ted right this second, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it really, it really bugs me uh, that he did that. And, but Robin is visibly happy. You know, they, they Visibly. you know, uh, it, Ted comments on it that she's smiling uh, and Ted is smiling. They're both a couple of fuckers. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like right. couple of <laughs> it's legit, dude. Like, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I can't. I just can't with these two sometimes. <laughs> uh, but then we go back to the karaoke bar and the rest of the gang is there and they're watching Korea, uh, Korean Elvis do some karaoke. And Barney says, uh, you know, after 2 a.m., that's when things get legendary. And he invites Korean Elvis to have a drink with them. Because, yeah, man, he's going to make a legendary night, you know. He he mentions some stuff later on, you know, like like the, the licking the Liberty Bell, uh, something about, like, the Russian consulate or some shit. Something like that, yeah. And I'm like, 
yeah, you're right. The the Liberty Bell thing was after 2 a.m. And that was pretty legendary. So in Barney's world, after 2 a.m. is legendary. You but know? I mean, but Barney's not a normal was... person. But in all fairness, though, I mean, you could argue against that, though, at the same time. Oh, I'm sure you could, yeah. They had a shitty night building up to that. Yeah. They almost got arrested for being international terrorists. Yeah. Um, even though Barney kept doing the whole, we are international business. <laughs> um, they didn't get laid that night like they were planning on it. That's true. They ended That's up true. in a totally different city than they were supposed to be. Yeah. And the only good thing that came out of it was Barney got to the Liberty Bell. Yeah. So like for Ted, the after 2 a.m., bad idea. But for Barney... It turned out legendary, which so, I find I, mean, I find interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's all on like um, what's the word I'm looking for? How you view it? Oh uh, yeah, on perspective. Yeah, yeah, perspective. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Barney, Barney always he, he never really sees the bad. He's I always mean, looking for the good. I'll I'll tell a fun story when we get to the end of this episode. But just remind me, and you'll know the story I'm talking about. The Colin at the Clarion. Okay, okay. Will do. Uh, okay, so then we head back to Robbins. Ted shows off his new phone, which is the same as Robbins, apparently. Same exact phone. Yeah, And man. I had issues with this one as well. Okay. So they have the exact same phone, and without going too far ahead of the episode, they set them down side by side. Yeah, yeah. Now, one, if you were to pick your phone up off the table and you've got the same phone as somebody else, you should pick it up and walk away. Or are you going to check that phone before you walk away? I mean, I would, I would, I mean, I personally think I would check it. I um, would check it. I know I would. I have. Ted being like so distracted and, and everything that was going on in that moment, which we'll get to. I just don't think he was thinking. True. You know, True. He, was, he, he was rushing to get into the bathroom. But like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to all that here. Uh, soon. How's you say in a minute? Yeah, literally soon. Um, so like I said, same phones. Uh, and then his phone rings, and it's Korean Elvis on the other line. Korean man. Elvis, love that shit. <laughs> then uh, you know he hands it off to Marshall, and uh, Marshall sa- tells him that they need to meet up at McLaren's. You know, because the night's you know coming to a close. Let's meet up. And uh, Ted tells him that he's at Robin's and. They are not, none of them are pleased. Marshall's visibly pissed. Yeah. Uh, And Lily's pissed too, because she gets on the fucking phone and she's telling him off. And she's like, you know, do you want your entire future to be built on a crime? Like, it's like, she's really kind of laying into him about this. It's her fucking fault. That's what I'm saying, man. He wouldn't be there if she hadn't opened her mouth about Robin and and blabbed the secret about Robin, you know? Fucking. Blabbermouth. Yeah, she could have she could have corroborated the acid truck story, but no, she didn't. Uh, so he decides in this moment that he needs to leave. He's like, okay, you know what? They're right. I gotta go. He tells Robin that uh, that he should head home. He heads to the door. You know, they, you know they open up the door. They you know give one last hug, but that hug lingers. Oh, and it turns into so much fucking more. They start kissing. Then we they wind up uh, on the couch fucking making out. And it's getting real hot, real heavy. 
Robin wants to take this to the bedroom and Ted, you know, he kind of freaks out a little bit. You can tell. And he's like, I need to go to the bathroom first. And this is where he gets up, grabs the phone and goes into the bathroom. And as we already discussed, he grabs the wrong phone. Oh yeah. And you can see that if you're paying attention, you can see he grabs the one on the left, which is not his. Uh, And then as he's in the bathroom, kind of having his little like breakdown a little bit, he sees what I dubbed head Victoria because it's all in his head uh, and says that he's going to he's going to call her right now and he's going to he's going to end this. Yep. But, you know, head Victoria tells him, like, that's going to take at least 20 minutes. And if you're in here that long, you know, that's way longer than a pee. Robin's going to think you're taking a big old shit. Yep. (laughs) Which I think was hilarious. Uh, and yeah, and, and it kind of like it cuts there and heads. We head over to McLaren's, uh, because you, you, you know, I get why they would do that. You know, you want to kind of leave it almost like a cliffhanger, you know, but if, it, it almost felt abrupt to me. It's like because it because it, it cuts off the word, you know, it's like you're taking a massive cut and we go straight over to McLaren's. But I get why they would do that, you know, and the editing just felt abrupt to me. Uh, so like I said, we're at McLaren's. We got Korean Elvis there. He's serenading Lily uh, to Barney's amusement, and uh, Barney wants this light to be uh, this night to be legendary. Like I said, they get up, you know, because Marshall and Lily they, they, they want to go home. You know, they don't want to yeah. be out anymore. It's like fucking three a.m. Three a.m. They want to be done. And uh, Korean Elvis gets up uh, and he tries to dance with Lily a bit, and then he whispers something in her ear. And it must be fucking pretty bad because she flat out just kicks him in the balls. I mean. (laughs) And then that's how this night just becomes legendary. Because as Barney says, you know, it is the night. Remember that night? Literally kicked Korean Elvis in the nards. (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious. And something I think you'll find entertaining. uh, According to the DVD commentary, uh, the use of the words nard, of of the word nards, was specifically used as a direct reference to the monster squad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that That's the reason that they went with that word specifically. Dude, it's one of my favorite fucking references ever then. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's good stuff, man. That is one of my favorite scenes in the monster squad. Yep. Kick Wolfman in the nards. He doesn't have nards. Kick him. Boom. Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> yep. And so does Korean Elvis. And so <laughs> uh, so, oh. so then we head back to Robbins. Uh, Ted decides he's going to call Victoria in the morning. Yep. But he's still planning to sleep with Robin. He doesn't yep. care. He finally, in this moment, admits to himself and to us, the audience, that he just wants to get laid. Just wants to get laid. He just wants to get laid. And he's like... Is that so bad? It's like, yeah, it fucking kind of is, Ted. It fucking kind of is. Like, it really is. Like, you got a fucking girlfriend. Look, I will say it like this. I have done some Barney-like shit to get laid. Yeah. Never to his level, but I have done some shit to get laid. But never have I done anything against one of my partners. Yeah. Yeah, and fucking, fucking Ted over here, man. <sighs> this guy, this guy. Anywho, he realizes uh, that he he realizes long after we do that he picked up the wrong phone. He's well, got uh, the wrong phone. Victoria tells him, 
Like the aspiration of Victoria. That, yeah, but it's in his head. Well, yeah. It's 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 him realizing it. Yeah. Through through head Victoria that he has the wrong phone. And so he heads out of the bathroom and we see Robin like just yeah, on the phone just getting just getting a off of a call and it was Victoria. Uh, and she, she, you know, she called Robin thought it was her phone. Cause that was one there. So she answered and, uh, she found out that Ted was, that Ted was lying. You know? Straight lying. Yeah. Straight up lying. And she, she tells Ted that he, you know, to, to he needs to leave and call his girlfriend. He leaves and calls Victoria from the cab and they break up right there oh, yeah. in the cab. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't blame her, man. I would too. Even though, like I said, we find out there's some stuff brewing in the background with her, but I mean, <laughs> she, as far as we know, she wasn't getting ready to plow Klaus. You know what I mean? I so. mean, she admits that there was something going on there with him, but it yeah. doesn't. She doesn't ever actually go as far to say like what. That's true. That's true. But yeah. we know that had had Victoria not called or had Ted grabbed his phone. It, it, he still would have fucked Rob. Oh, absolutely. You know, if if he had grabbed his, his phone, she would have called. I don't know what he would have done. I don't know if he would have maybe just not answered. Uh, if he would have been like, you know what? We're done. Click. I don't know, man. Turned his phone off. I don't know what he would have done, but. Uh, and then I have a family emergency. Call me back tomorrow. Maybe. You know, he's like, I, I wonder if he, because like, it's like 3 a.m. I wonder if he just would have not answered. Maybe. And then been like, oh, I'm sorry, I fell asleep, you know, and, and just kept yeah. piling the lies on. Because I think, I feel like that's probably what he would have done. He would just kept on piling lies upon lies. And then he would have gotten away with it, probably. And that's, True. so I'm glad he didn't get away with it. That's the thing. I'm glad that he did not because he needed consequences here. Um, and we get to the end of the episode, Ted and Robin, obviously both upset, both sad. Uh, you know, Robin's heart's broken. You know, and they go to bed alone. They have a, there's a, it's a split screen of both of them sad and in their beds alone, not having sex. And that's where the episode ends, John. Yep. Sadness, sadness takes over. And uh, yeah, so that was episode one, uh, season one, episode 18. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. What did you think uh, overall of this episode? Like I said, this, like, I mean, you, you stated it right at the beginning, like, you said this is a very like solemn episode, um, you know, and it is, and it's it's its purpose getting of this has got to put that rift in there, you know. Obviously, there's the bad blood now between Robin and Ted. Yeah, it's a good episode. It's <clears throat> solid, and it it really rips at your heart because at this point, Victoria is such a good fucking girl. Like she definitely doesn't deserve what Ted's doing to her, and yeah. it obviously shows that Ted's not a hundred percent over. Um, Robin, because yeah. he's gonna do anything he can to fuck her. That's true. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Um, I think the episode itself is very well done. I think um, so. You know, a couple of weird edit points, but other than that, I think it's a great episode. I just think it really paints both Ted and Robin in some of the most negative light that we get throughout this whole series. Oh God, yeah. You know, well, and like I said, this might be the worst thing Ted does in this entire show. Yeah. Which is saying something because. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, but what I find interesting, I was, cause when I was 
looking through the the fandom wiki page for for the episode apparently i didn't realize this but apparently it only takes two episodes for them to reconcile does it yeah because the, the next episode is marry the paralegal and then the one after that is best prom ever and that's where they they reconcile shit i don't think i realized that it was that soon yeah i really i'm like well, i mean it makes two sense episodes though. it does wow. make sense though because they're dating at the end of season one, and when he goes home to tell uh, uh, Marshall and Lily, Marshall's sitting on the steps in the fucking rain crying yeah, because yeah, yeah. Lily had just left. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it does make sense. It felt like they needed to to that they were kind of fast tracking things. Yeah, you know. And obviously, as we get through these episodes, uh, the last four episodes of, of the season, we'll we'll talk about all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't. It feels like they were fast tracking all this stuff with Victoria, with Robin, everything. Because like, she's heartbroken, but then she's like, "Oh, it's okay," because you were still willing to dump her for me. You know what I mean? Like, because sure. I feel like that's really what it is. Is that, no, you're you're 100 correct, and I, like I said, I don't think I actually really ever thought about that. Yeah, I hadn't either. Episodes in there. Yeah, I hadn't either until I I saw it and the thing. I was like, oh shit, huh? Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> that's I, fucking I, that's really crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I felt it was longer, but it was not. So, so all right, so that's the uh, the episode. Uh, so now it is time for that part of of this show that we like to call. Barney's, Barney's blog. blog. That's right. Suit up, bitches. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just like last episode, there was not a blog entry for this one. So we're going to pull from the uh, plethora of uh, non-episode specific I was gonna blog say entries. Episodes. Yeah. Uh, I have a whole list of them, and I pulled one out. And, uh, John, I asked you a question earlier before the show you started. did, and I thought it was kind of weird. And what was that question? Have I ever seen Top Gun? Yes. So you, uh, this will be... Which I feel like when you texted me that and then said, it's for the episode tonight, that must mean you don't listen to me when I talk about other things, because we've talked about this on Last Call. No, because I was pretty sure, I was like, I'm pretty sure he said that he's watched Top Gun. Yeah, but then I was like, "Well, maybe he only watched part." I wanted to verify. It's it's because been a while. specifically I've seen the entire movie like once and a half. But okay, it has well, been a while. So hopefully you'll get some of the stuff that we're about to talk about. All right, <laughs> I have not seen this that movie. I will say, really, this. you've never seen Top Gun. I have never seen Top Gun. I did, however, recently purchase it on uh, Blu-ray. Well, let me so tell you something, Josh. I will watch that soon. You're dangerous, Maverick. Your body's writing checks that can't catch. I do know that's from Top Gun, so. <laughs> I mean, at least you get the reference. Bro. I know some stuff about it, but anyways. Uh, so this episode, or this uh, this blog entry, I should say, is titled Getting Unpsyched Through Film. And it was Ooh. dated Friday, January 6th of 2006 at 10.55 p.m. And so it kind of, what he does here, it says that he revisited one of his favorite movie drinking games uh, for his post-New Year's movie marathon. And uh, this whole movie marathon is all about uh, what he calls psychage decompression before sleeping. So it's, you know, you get, you get all psyched up, you had your psych yeah. mix, but then you need to decompress. Okay. So, so he has a movie marathon that he apparently uses to do that. Uh, and it's it's full of uh, some classic films 
And he says that he has them in reverse adrenaline order. So like the most adrenaline one in, and then down okay. you know, to, to the least. And, this yeah, so it's uh, it's technically seven movies because one of the one of them is is a trilogy that he says. Um, so number one is Top Gun. So he starts off with Top Gun. Okay. Then he does the Die Hard trilogy. So at, <laughs> at the time, right. at the time, it was a trilogy. Uh, yeah. Now, now there's like five fucking movies, but you can stick with the trilogy. I do like the fourth one. It's got uh, Justin Long in it. I do like that one. I have not seen the the fourth one because it's like a PG thirteen, and apparently it was real bad. Uh, so I've kind of just heard. I've just avoided it. But uh, those first three, that that's choice. Uh, number three is Braveheart, which that's a long fucking movie. That is a long movie. <laughs> number four is Tombstone, and number five is Days of Thunder. Yeah, Days I have just... I have not seen the first or the last of this list. I have not seen Top Gun. You call yourself a merc with a movie blog. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Fuck you, man. <laughs> it's okay. There is a movie on that list. And I will not say which one I have not seen. I'm wondering if I know. We'll talk later. <laughs> I don't want. I, I will say this. I, I will. I will not confess what movie it is. But I will say that it hurts my Scottish heritage. <laughs> yup. Yup. I was. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so uh, after he gives the list, he says adding a drinking game to these films is not only amusing, but also maintains your buzz as if in tribute to the previous night's revelry. Oh, and so he gives the rules for a game that he learned in, uh, in apparently in New Hampshire. And it's a tribute to the most heart-pounding, stroke-inducing, high-fiving classic film of all time, Top Gun. So then we go through Barney's Top Gun drinking game. Okay, let's hear it. This is, this is why I asked you, because we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so it's pre- apparently meant, says, for 5 to 20 Top Gunners. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so number one, says, choose your call sign. Each participant chooses a character before the opening credits. Each time, each time that character's name is mentioned, the designated player must take a sip of their beverage. Five six f- five sips equals a full beverage. So that's how like, much your sip has to be. Damn. Yeah. Uh, so it says, example, hearing the name Pete Mitchell, Maverick, or Mav all require beverage consumption for the player who selects the Maverick call sign. Oh, fuck. That's twice. <laughs> the list at the bottom, there's a, there's a list at the bottom, includes the major available characters in uh, decreasing difficulty of beverage consumption. Uh, and if you go down, Maverick is top of that list. Then it says Goose, Iceman, uh, Cougar, Slider, Jester, and then there's a whole bunch more to go all the you way down. You don't have any greens in that movie? Is he? Okay. Or not Anthony. You mean Green. Anthony Edwards? Anthony Edwards. Yeah, he plays Goose, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. See, I know some stuff. Fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> uh, so, so number two is uh, choose your call out. It says, at least one time during the film, each player must yell pause in the direction of the chosen remote control operator and challenge another player to perform the subsequent lines, lyrics, background activity, and or movement in the scene. Yes. So you have to reenact the scene. Uh, the challengee must perform the next line or physical movement 
exactly as it appears in the film, followed by the challenger's own rendition. The movie is promptly resumed to reveal the correct answer, and the losing party must finish a full beverage. Uh, should both challengee and challenger fail, they both drink. Every player is encouraged to uh, issue at least one challenge during the game, but overuse of the callout by any particular player may invoke the trigger rule in which the offending player is asked to shut up to prevent senseless filibuster. Fair enough. Yeah. That would suck if you once it would it, it would suck if it's like someone's first time watching the movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Because they would have no idea what's about to happen. I, I would only challenge you once, and it's not for the scene you would think it would be. Okay. I would not pause it and have you be like, I feel the need. Oh. The need for speed. Yeah, no, I get I would you. challenge you in the scene where Tom Cruise decides. <laughs> I, I'll make the reference in a way you will understand this. Okay. I will challenge you to the scene that Mickey from Scream 2 re- or it wasn't Mickey, it was uh, Sydney's boyfriend reenacts in Scream 2. Okay. Where he starts singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do something like that. Is that where it's from? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're they're in like a cafeteria at one point, and he's talking to this girl, and he's like, you know, I woke up with this feeling, blah blah blah. So, so they took it from Top Gun for Scream Two. Yep. Okay, okay. See, I didn't know that. Good to I know. I think I love you. So what am I so? That would be a good one to to do to somebody. That would be a that would be a good one. I have to admit, uh, I, I can't deny that. <laughs> Can't deny that. All right. Number three is the BS rule. Anytime an overly technical term is used, everyone yells BS or other uh, appropriate exclamation and drinks a sip of their beverage. Fair enough. Uh, Four, afterburners. When jet afterburners flare up, players must shout afterburners and enjoy a sip of their beverage. I think I would just take the S off and yell afterburn. Okay. Afterburn. I like that. Uh, the MIG rule. Each time a MIG, which is the Soviet fighter jet, uh, <laughs> appears on screen, everyone yells, screw the Russians, and drinks a sip. Uh, number six is bitchy. Every time Charlie, played by Kelly McGillis, does or says something bitchy, everyone <laughs> drinks a shot of coconut-flavored beverage. Oh, so, God. So you have to have a specific coconut-flavored beverage uh, for this one. Uh, number seven is hot. Whenever Charlie does or says something hot, everyone drinks a shot of distilled Tennessean uh, of a distilled Tennessean beverage. So like uh, like Jack Daniels, something like that. So that's a Tennessee whiskey. Look at you pulling out your knowledge over there. Just saying. Uh, number eight, you've lost that loving feeling. When Maverick serenades Charlie in the bar, male players must sing along to any female players in the game. Singers then may enjoy a sip of beverage upon completion. Hmm. Number nine, missile lock. Anytime you see or hear a missile lock, uh, one jet locks uh, says one jet locks on to another. Everyone yells, oh, crap, we're screwed. Or any other appropriate exclamation and drinks uh, uh, takes a drink from their beverage. Number 10 is tower buzz. When coffee spills either on account of Maverick buzzing the tower both times or the tray of coffee overturns when the XO officer chews Viper out, each player must yell, screw you, you fat bastard, (laughs) chug a donut, then do a shot of coffee-flavored alcohol. 
Man, I still got some coffee flavored alcohol. Yeah, man. I love chug a donut. Like that's that's an interesting uh interesting way to, to, to say that. <laughs> I mean Barney's Canadian side right there, and he doesn't even realize it. it right? He totally does not. Chug a donut. Uh, donut. You fucking hoser. <laughs> and then number eleven, the last uh, the last rule of the game is phallic references. Following overt phallic imagery or lines of dialogue, for example, we're the tip of the spear. Players shout penis reference and take a drink. Yeah. And there it is, folks. That's your Top Gun drinking game. Uh, Barney's favorite movie. I mean, he even flight suits up at one point in this in the show. So, hey. I mean, it's already happened. I know. That's what I'm saying. He, he flight suits up. It makes me laugh, though, because do you remember the night when you tried to play the drinking game on uh-huh. uh, New Year's Eve? Yeah. So Josh and I had a great idea for two drinking games. Two. Yep. One was One? to Jay and Silent Bob strike back. It's true. And it was the and it, <laughs> it was, was not a shot any time the word fuck was said. Yeah, and we were I mean we did this one second and we got fucked up real real soon. I mean, we didn't even make it through the opening sequence of the Dude, other one. It was so bad. But the other one, which was the uh 1960s batman movie batman yeah. the movie yeah it was the batman movie starring adam west and Brooke yeah. ward and it was anytime anyone says uh or i think it was it specifically robin i don't know yeah it says holy something, something uh and it there really wasn't that much no i was like that's why we did the other one and yeah. oh bad idea don't we do either like, of like, oh man, he doesn't say it as much as like it gets played out to be. We were like, yeah. well, we should put I feel like a movie like like Batman the movie, you need to really you need to go through it the way Barney did for this game or whoever, because he said he, he learned this game. Yeah. Um, and like come up with like 10 rules or something, yeah. you know, instead of just the one thing, because there wasn't that much of that one thing, but there might be other things we could we could that find is and true. do. So I Two think shots every time um, Batman <laughs> smashes his fist into his hand. The 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 shark repellents in the movie, right? That's yeah. the movie. I'd say chug a drink, like whole down a whole beverage for for shark repellent scene. <laughs> Boom, and, that, and that's how you go. You know what a fun drinking game would be, but it would it would have to be um, well designed. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Instead I would. Of, I, I'd be shocked if there's not one out there somewhere. I mean, there's all the AP lines and everything. Yeah, and I feel like some of them would just be better as drinking games. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I, like, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked. Janet Weiss has said instead of yelling "bitch" or "slut," uh, fucking take a uh, take a uh, shot. Or you could you could say that and then take a drink too. Oh, you yeah, know what I mean? like, slut. You could probably take a lot of the AP lines and just attach a drink to them. Huh. One of, one of my favorite AP lines. Take a Rocky. shot and throw some toast. <laughs> one of my favorite AP <laughs> lines from Rocky is during the dinner scene. And it's when uh, Rocky grabs the fucking meat. Um, you yell, show us how to eat a pussy. And it cuts <laughs> back to him and he's going. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh, man. But uh, so before we end this episode, we did get a couple of five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts yes. that I would like to uh, read. Um, 
one of them is a little bit older. We didn't get a chance to read it the last time, so I want to do it now. And then we recently got a new one. So, yeah, here we go. Uh, the first one is from user YYG98. Okay. So the title is just a thumbs up. And then it says, discovered this searching for a pod for a recent rewatch. Love the show. Keep them coming. I'm catching up really quickly, though, and I'm going to be left binging alone. <laughs> Sorry, guy. We're only doing once a week. Uh, we are I, only doing once a week. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad that you're loving the show. I hope that you continue to love the show. Yes. Please keep listening. And then the second one is from uh, username Heatherkins, and the title is Must Listen to Rewatch Podcast. She says, uh, you guys do an amazing job. So many interesting facts that I did not know about how I met your mother. And reading Barney's blog is the cherry topper to this great podcast that any How I Met Your Mother fan will love. I will continue to suit up every Monday. Thank you guys for your hard work. Well, thank you for that awesome, Absolutely. awesome message. That I was fantastic. I'm sending out a heart emoji. Yes. Much love. So much, so much love. Uh, and thank you to everybody out there who's been watching, commenting, and things like that. Just it's, It really means the world to us that uh, we've been kind of reaching people and making people's day. You know, we just, we I love mean, this show and wanted to talk. You can't touch people, okay? That's true. Rules. That's true. You can look. You can't touch. You can touch, but you can't taste. You can taste, but you can't swallow. Don't you dare swallow. <laughs> For those of you... Uh, if you know that reference, tweet at uh, last call H I M Y M. If you can tell me what that's from, I'll give you a shout out. Just saying, if you can, if you can, your dick. I won't do that, but I'll give you a shout out. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, that's gentlemen. that's the episode, guys. Uh, uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, like it says right down there at last call H I M Y M, and John. Where could everybody find you if they want to? If they want to chat on the interwebs, usually you can uh, find me in an alleyway throwing dice with Officer Leroy. That's true, man. Yeah, but I mean, if you want to find me in a cooler place than that, find <laughs> me down here. Oh, 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 right there on nope. Twitter. <laughs> you can find me at Simply Sane J One on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> it corresponds with my personal podcast, The Simply Sane with Jay, uh, where I talk about some deep dive personal issues in my life and now i've started a blog to get even more personal and touchy-feely with myself yeah he loves to touch and feel himself you i know. mean i was gonna say <laughs> you know what they say if you can't be an athlete be an athletic supporter fair enough fair enough if you can't no, if you can't no. do teach that's what they say that's what if they you say can't, if you can't do teach and if you can't teach teach gym that's right that's what they say uh you can find me on twitter at JP Rayner, that's J P R A Y N O R, as well as right down whoop there at Movie Blog Merck. That is a Twitter page for my site, Merck with a Movie Blog. That is uh, true. Uh, we've actually just uh, started a couple of new shows on the uh, podcast and YouTube uh, feed, so check those out. Uh, we have uh, Beyond the Screen as well as Prime Picks. So check those out. We got some more stuff coming as well. Uh, yeah, and obviously. Follow us on uh, Twitter at last call H I M Y M. And if you're watching this on YouTube on the Mercury movie blog, YouTube channel, uh, be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button and ding that little bell. So you get notified every time we drop a new episode. And if you are a podcast listener, particularly 
on um, Apple Podcasts. Leave that five-star review. We will read that uh, on air like we just did. And if you uh, are listening on Anchor or if you just want to get a voice message out, we did that last episode where we played a voice message on air, uh, just head on over to anchor.fm slash last call H I M Y M and just leave us a voice message. You don't even have to listen to it on anchor. You can listen to it anywhere and then just go over there and leave that voice message for us. Uh, we will get that and put that on a future episode. So thank you again for, uh, listening and, and being here with us and fucking being with an awesome show. Like how I met your mother. I love it. You love it. We love it. John, what do you got for them? Well, listen here, mother lovers. You don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. That's right. Peace out, mother F's.